Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. Ecclesiastics chapter 7 verse 12. We read several translations yesterday. Wisdom and money can protect you, but knowledge gained through wisdom is even better. It can save your life. We finished off yesterday. If you joined us, what shall a man give in exchange for his life? In exchange for his soul, what can we pay? And of course, the answer was, according to Jesus, even if you gained, even if you won, even if you had the whole world, that would not be enough for the price of your soul. Well, wisdom, because it is so precious, because it is from God, not not the one that is of this earth, or the wisdom that is sensual, or the wisdom that is devilish, because of God's wisdom, it in itself provides us the direction, the instruction, and the knowledge for life. Through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, we enter into the stream of God's life in us. When we first hear the gospel, and the seed is planted, and God imparts faith, into our heart, we are saved. It is by His grace and not of works, lest any man should boast. So we see that it is God's divine wisdom that even in our salvation, He does not leave it up to man, but He had made preparations for every aspect of it. He provides the grace He provides the mercy. He provides the righteousness. He provides the knowledge. He provides the wisdom. He provides the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit himself, the guide. He provides everything so that nothing is left to chance. Also at the same time, so that nothing is left where the enemy himself can come in and duplicate God's exact wisdom or power or life. Now, he can imitate, but he cannot duplicate what God does. So, Matthew 16, 25, the scripture says, concerning a man, his life, and his soul, for whosoever will save his life, And interestingly enough, there are those that have the means and the ways of wanting to even preserve their bodies or their minds or their entire being uh, cryogenically so that one day when the answers to whatever disease, whatever problem, whatever ailment caused the death of that physical body, that they can bring them back to life again. But that's not going to happen. Because the inner man, the spirit man, the true man, the one that lives in the body and expresses itself through our human body, for without the spirit, the body is dead, just as faith is dead without works or corresponding actions. It says, whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. And what shall a man profit if he gain the whole world? And in this case, the word uh, world that is used is the word cosmos. 
and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Now we had talked and expressed the questions. Where do I buy wisdom? Or where can I buy instruction? Uh, who, who am I going to pay? What's it going to cost? Uh, uh, what am I going to pay with? Where am I going to pay it? All of these questions, even though they're hypothetical, the scripture does give us three different scriptures concerning buying what we need, even though we don't have the money to buy it. It tells us where to come or where to go to find it. And it tells us what to do. It gives us the instruction. It says, so woe or alas, everyone that is thirsty come. Now this phrase we've uh, heard in the book of John in chapter 7 when Jesus calls out on that great day of the feast. And he calls out, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Well, right here in Isaiah 55, 1, we are told, Everyone that is thirsty, come. Come you to the waters, the waters of life, the waters of blessing. Come to the waters, and he that has no money. There's the part. It says, come you. Come even if you don't have money. And then it says, buy. Okay, now the the exchange uh, commodity that man has, whether it's uh, uh, in this country or another, is they're either going to pay with cash, they're going to pay with some type of credit card, they're going to pay with gold or silver. There, There has to be some means of exchange of something. And the scripture says, he that has no money, come and buy and eat. So what you're going to buy, you're going to be able to eat. Yes. And once again, we're told in the, in the same verse, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. So two things that we see here, you're not going to need physical money for it. And you're not going to have to worry about the price or the cost of it. Because it says to come. It says come to the waters. It says come and buy. That's two. It says come buy wine and milk without money and without price. So three times we are told to come. In the New Testament, in the book of Revelation, the Holy Spirit and the church, they bid us to come, to come, to come to Christ and also bid come Lord Jesus for him to come. And he said, I will come back for you. Now, the scripture goes on to say that it is, it is something that you're going to purchase and is not going to have a price. But everything in life has a price. But yet, for it not to have a price, then that means that it is free. But yet, somebody still had to pay for it. If there's a giveaway of free, 
of something, somebody still had to pay to make or pay the labor of whoever makes whatever it is that they had to make that is going to be given away free. Well, the scripture says that God himself says to every human being to come to Jesus. Come. Come to the bread of life. Come to the living waters. Come to him. Come to Christ. Because the free gift of God is eternal life. The gift of God is God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Nobody paid a price to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to pay the price so that Jesus can come and pay the price for me. No such thing. Everything was God's idea in his great and fantastic wisdom. He designed a plan of salvation so perfect that those that enter in and continue in it will for the rest of eternity enjoy the reward and the benefit of that plan of salvation. A plan that was designed by the Father, by the Son, and by the Holy Spirit that is so perfect that it will continue to function. And, and, and this is a little uh, sarcastic if I say it in this manner. As long as God is alive, we will be alive too. Now, of course, we know he is self-existent. He existed before us. He's existing even now while we are still here on this earth. And he will continue to exist even after this new, after this earth and, and uh, heaven is gone. And a new earth and a new heaven are replacing it or replace it. Therefore... He is the designer and the author of it, just like he's the designer and the author, according to Hebrews chapter 12, 2, of our faith. He is also the author of our salvation. He is also the prince, the author of life itself. He is truth embodied in a human being. He is everything. There is nothing that is left out and nothing that is left to chance. As we continue reading in Isaiah 55, in verse 2 and 3, Why do you spend money for that which is not bread? And you labor for that which does not satisfy. Hearken diligently. And the word there, hearken diligently, is something that you find confusing continually in the Old Testament, and it's basically it's saying, listen, listen, or hearken, hearken, listen, listen unto me, and eat ye that which is good. And of course, the scripture does say, taste and see that the Lord is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. And of course, the Lord does say in his word, the Lord will give us the delight, the desires of our heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in what he has provided. The wine that he has provided, or we can say the spirit, the milk 
that is the word to begin to grow by uh, uh, the waters that are are insatiable the the waters that flow not like a little creek or like a little stream but that flow like the mighty torrents of rivers many rivers and and, and out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water but he does make the emphasis in Isaiah 55:3 incline your ear and come unto me and hear just like he said Hearken diligently it is the same word to hear come and hear hearken diligently and your soul shall live once again what shall a man give in exchange for his soul and i will make an everlasting covenant with you even the sure mercies of david and as one continues in isaiah 55 it proceeds to explain man's ways of thinking god's ways of thinking man's ways of doing thing god's ways of doing thing and how the word of god descends from heaven how it is necessary for us not only to hearken diligently to listen to it to be able to captivate it with our ears but to be able to walk in what has been spoken in obedience and if we are willing and if we are yielding and if we submit to that word then that word brings to the sower bread brings seed to the sower also in other words it brings the blessing of god into the life of an individual once again isaiah 55:8 it says <clears throat> i mean isaiah 55:6 Seek ye the Lord while he may be found call you upon him while he is near that means that there are two things that he is asking of us while he brings those seasons of closeness where he wants to be involved in our life where he can be found through the process of seeking and he says call on him while he is still near and close at that time now this may seem strange or odd or out of place for us but god says but my thoughts are not your thoughts and neither are your ways my ways says the lord i do things in my wisdom i do them in my knowledge and if you'll just flow into those pathways if you'll flow into the streamline of how i have designed the patterns of things then you will enter into life consider this food for thought and for the imagination the lord richly bless you keep looking up our lord and savior soon will be coming be ready for him the lord bless you in jesus name amen